Welcome to Nakubo in Brief, a podcast series from the National Association of College and University Business Officers. I'm President and CEO John Walda, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. Our mission with this podcast is to help our listeners better understand the challenges that face the business of higher education. Our hope is that you walk away with a stronger sense of the trends, policies, legislative, and regulatory issues that may impact campuses today and in the future. You can find resources for today's episode, as well as a wide variety of educational tools at www.nakubo.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nakubo in Brief. My name is Megan Strand, your host for today, and I'd like to thank you so much for tuning in. I'm excited to be here with Ken Redd and Leslie McBain. Ken is the Director of Research and Policy Analysis for Nakubo, and Leslie is the Assistant Director for Research and Policy Analysis with Nakubo. And today we're going to talk about tuition discounting. So Ken and Leslie, I wonder if we could start off today just defining tuition discounting and explaining why this is an important issue for colleges and universities. Tuition discounting is important because I think, as all of our listeners know, college has become and continues to become very expensive, particularly private, nonprofit colleges and universities. Uh, the tuition increases generate a lot of news. What doesn't generate as much news is the amount of institutional grant aid that colleges provide. The grant aid that institutions provide is sometimes referred to as a tuition discount. Tuition discounting looks at the efforts that campus chief business officers and other leaders make to make college more affordable. Under discounting, colleges use what's called institutional grants, which are basically grants funded from their own resources. The grants are directed at students who are unwilling or unable to pay the full uh, price of tuition. Schools develop tuition discounting strategies to help achieve several major goals. The first is to promote equity in college access for low-income and moderate-income students. Under those strategies, schools use a process called need-based grant aid, or and the need is determined, or need for aid is determined when students apply for financial aid at their institutions. But there's also efforts by schools to increase their prestige by enrolling a number of students with high test scores or high grades or artistic ability or athletic ability. Uh, Those grants are sometimes called merit or non-need-based grant aid. And as I said, those are directed to students regardless of their financial need, uh, but they're an important part of the tuition discounting discussion, as we'll talk about a little bit later. But regardless of the reason for schools to discount their tuition or to use institutional grant aid, they do have a couple of things they want to achieve. And the first is that they want to increase their revenue, obviously, because they don't want to give up so much grant aid that they're actually losing or not gaining a a tuition revenue or or revenue. And the second is they want to increase enrollment because, as I said, schools know without aid, college can be very unaffordable for some families. So Students need the aid in order to enroll, and colleges know that. So they uh, they provide this grant aid both to increase their enrollments, but they don't want to provide so much aid that they, they're losing tuition revenue. So it's a complicated dance when you talk about uh, discounting to balance those two, and we can, we'll can we talk about that for certain uh, as we get into more of a discussion. Nakubo studies tuition do- discounting, and why is that? Both public and private institutions discount their tuition, but the key uh, or the most of the, uh, the, the attention in this area comes from private colleges. Back in 1986, a group of chief business officers at private colleges were, were concerned about the amounts that they were distributing in grant aid to students. 
their tuition discount rates, which we can talk about in a moment. So, so this, this, these chief business officers got together and they created a tuition discounting study. And that study was so successful and they decided that rather than have this study run by volunteers, essentially, that they wanted to make it more professional. So in, in 1994, they approached Nakubo and uh, Nakubo staff at the time agreed to make the study national and to, you know, or to have staff uh, at Nakubo to run the study. So from 1994 to today, Nakubo has had an annual tuition discounting study. Uh, as I said, both public and private schools to some extent do uh, t- tuition discounting, but the attention in our study is on private institutions, mostly because most of the grant aid that schools provide comes from private uh, colleges and because that uh, a good share, about a third of the revenue that uh, private colleges get comes from tuition and fees, which and tuition and fees uh, often serves as a source of the f- funding for these uh, institutional grants. Uh, so our study looks at private colleges exclusively. The reason why it's important for us is uh, the data tell our chief business officers three valuable things. And the first is the percentage of the school's tuition revenue going to fund institutional grants. Uh, and that and that percentage in our study is called the institutional discount rate. Uh, so a lot of schools, a lot of chief business officers uh, look at our study and and try to see what the national levels are and then try to compare where they are to those national averages to see if their, their discount rates or institutional discount rates are online with uh, the national averages. The second uh, thing that chief business officers look at is uh, how many of their students are getting grants? What the, What's that percentage of undergraduates who are getting these grants? And how large are the grants relative to tuition fee price? So w- in our study, we calculate what we call a student discount rate, which is uh, the average grant award relative to the tuition and fee price. So if the tuition price is $30,000 at a school and the average student gets $15,000, the student tuition discount rate for that school would be 50%. Um, so, uh, so, so that's an important determination for chief business officers. But the third key, and I would say the most important thing for uh, our CBOs who look at the study is uh, we measure the, av- the change in the, the net tuition revenue. So basically the difference between what they collect in tuition and what they give out to students in grants is the net. If that net number is negative or, or if it's if it's slowing, then that's a potential harbinger of some financial stress for uh, chief business officers and their schools. So we get uh, our CBOs pay a lot of attention to that net tuition number that we calculate every year. So it's a pretty important study. It, it's pretty unique. It's one of the only national discount rate studies that's done. So it's not only is it viewed by our chief business officers. It's, it's very heavily viewed by the press, by gen- the general public, because it does talk very much about these campus financial aid policies. And uh, we get calls all the time from people who are wondering, are the discount rates rising? Are they falling? And uh, what are the implications for those trends? So it's a pretty important uh, part of what we do at Nakubo Research. Are the, are the trends different for small colleges as compared to large research or universities? We are releasing our study, our next study on uh, May uh, 16th. The study looks at the final uh, discount rate or, and numbers for academic year 2014-15 and some preliminary estimates for 2015-16. So Leslie, if you want to talk about some of those uh, trends, particularly looking at the 
uh, differences by type of institution. For a few years back, just for some context setting, from 2010-2011 academic year to 2011-2012, the average freshman discount rate jumped from 42% to 44.3%. At that time, it was the largest one-year increase in the history of our survey, which was 2.3 percentage points. Then in 2013-14, the average freshman discount rate went up again to 46.4%, which was unprecedented at that point. Now, in the new survey data, we're looking at data that show the average freshman discount rate in 2014-15 was 47.1%. We're estimating it in 2015-16 to be 48.6%. This is a new record in the history of the tuition discounting study if the estimate holds true. As Ken said, we do estimates for 15-16. When we run our survey next year, we will finalize those data. In terms of small colleges compared to larger research universities, in 2014 15, 91.3% of the first time full time freshmen at small institutions received institutional grants. That's versus 68.8% of the first time full time freshmen at research universities. And again, we're estimating for 2015-16 to have 91.2% of freshmen at small institutions receiving institutional grants versus 68.4% of freshmen at research universities. However, another point of context for this data is that the awards at research universities covered, on average, 67.9% of the tuition charge in 2015-16 compared to 54.8% at small institutions. So it's fairly nuanced data. And Ken was talking earlier about merit aid. So how much of the institutional grants and tuition discounts are awarded based on merit? Okay, to again step back for some context because merit is merit versus need based is rather complicated and there's a lot of media and parental and student attention on it. The definition of merit aid is that it's awarded, as Ken said, based on other characteristics than a student's financial need. For example, their academic ability, their artistic ability, their athletic ability. However, Merit aid can also be used to meet a student's financial need. And the way we count this data in the TDS is that if a merit grant is used to meet a student's financial need, it counts as aid that meets need. So the merit awards that were not based on financial need, pure merit if you want to put it that way, made up about 22% of institutions' grant dollars in 2014. But then you add on another roughly 37% that was awarded on a merit basis, but it was received by students with some level of financial needs. So we know from this year's survey data that, in effect, 78%, which combines the exclusively need-based aid and merit aid that was used to meet need of the total institutional grant aid awarded, was used to meet students' financial need in 2014-15. So you can see by the data, the line between merit and need-based aid is increasingly becoming blurred as institutions use merit aid to meet the need of meritorious and needy students simultaneously. Nakubo also studies college and university endowments. So what's the relationship between institutional grants, endowments, and tuition discount rates? 
In terms of institutional grant aid, about 11.3% of that aid was funded from institutional endowments in the tuition discounting survey data. We also see that institutional respondents with endowments of over a billion dollars reported that their endowments provided nearly a third of the total institutional grant aid in 2014-15. So obviously institutions with endowments are using that money in part to meet the needs of their students' financial aid. Ken mentioned earlier, well, actually you mentioned earlier that tuition discount rates are rising. And so are the rising rates related in any way to changes in private college and universities' net tuition revenue? In the survey, we're looking at the net revenue growth is being estimated to slow down from 2014-15 was 2.1% net tuition revenue. We're looking at it slowing again from the 2.1 to 1.2% for 2015-16. And again, to contextualize the data a little, that's below the rate of inflation that's measured by the Higher Education Price Index, which for those who don't know that, it's what you can essentially call the consumer price index for Mm -hmm. higher education. Mm -hmm. So it's below the rate of inflation measured by HEPI, which means there's a negative growth in quote-unquote real value, and that leads to a negative effect on institutional finances, so lower revenue. Megan, I I just wanted to interject. Please. Um, As I said, that's for us, that's the key number in the study it's very clear to us that colleges have raised their discounting and their institutional grant funding so much that net revenue is slowing. And as Leslie said, that in real dollars or real value, when you adjust for inflation, that's we're reporting negative. Uh, essentially, we'd be reporting negative growth in real value. Right. Uh, to put that in context, uh, about 10 years ago, the average institution had a 5.4% growth in net tuition revenue. So we've gone from about 5.4% net tuition revenue to now, as our estimated, 1.2. So that's quite a drop, um, something that we think schools should pay attention to. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, tuition discounting strategies that private colleges and universities used in 2015. What are you seeing? We're seeing a number of different strategies. Obviously, institutions can't rely on any single one strategy to help them keep their students enrolled retained and the institution functioning. So we're looking from respondent answers and seeing things like student recruitment and retention strategies. For example, they're focusing both on recruiting, retaining their traditional, and when we say traditional, we're talking the 18 to 24-year-old full-time student market, but also looking at non-traditional students. And some of those categories are, you know, adult students, older students. We're also seeing institutions looking at financial aid strategies. For example, they're packaging students' financial aid in ways that is more attractive potentially to a student who wishes to enroll. And also looking at tuition pricing strategies. There are institutions that have either cut their tuition or frozen their tuition. Those are about the top three. There's a number of other strategies that individual institutions, depending on where they are in the country, depending on the type of students they enroll, have done. For example, looking at new academic programs or new housing strategies for students and institutional specific areas such as that. So we've talked about these rising rates. How sustainable is that in your in your opinion? 
Well, we do ask in the survey an open-ended question about the sustainability of discounting practices mm. so we can get the opinion of the chief business officers and the other business and finance people who fill out our survey. So the respondents express concerns about sustainability and not just at their own institutions, about the sustainability of current discounting practices across higher education. I mean, the estimated 15-16 discount rates are at an all-time high for both first-time freshmen and all undergraduates, and we're estimating those at 48.6% and 42.5% respectively. So this is a challenge for the chief business officers and for everyone in higher education because institutions have to simultaneously cope with enrollment issues, whether they're enrolling as many students as they need to, they have to cope with, as we've discussed in the survey results, very low growth or real terms drop in net tuition and fee revenue mm -hmm. while attempting to meet increasing student demand for more institutional grant aid. So I, I would say that our survey respondents are concerned about this practice and concerned about the sustainability. The only thing I'll add to what Leslie says is that, um, as we talked about before, we differentiate the results by by type of institutions, large research universities versus small right. institutions. Um, all the challenges that Leslie laid out are even bigger challenge for those small institutions. Uh, meaning for our survey, small institutions are those that have fewer than 4,000 undergraduates. Um, a lot of those small schools are seeing even bigger declines in their uh, uh, net revenue in real terms and in their enrollments. Uh, so the sustainability question that you asked uh, is an even uh, more magnified uh, uh, challenge for the small institutions. Uh, um, so w we are very concerned here at Nakubo with the, the the financial distress that they appear to be in. And so I, I'm I'm sure our survey results will be a um, a great interest to them. And and I think going forward, we at Nakubo I think are going to be uh, challenged ourselves with how do we. Uh, provide additional services, additional uh, feedback to those uh, small uh, institutions as they face these uh, issues going forward. Well, thank you so much, Ken and Leslie, for joining me today to talk about tuition discounting. Ken, maybe you can tell us where people can find this report. We released our report on May 16, as I mentioned before, uh, on the front cover of nakubo.org, the, the, our homepage. There is a link to purchase the report for those institutions that didn't participate in our survey, for institutions that participated in our survey, uh, they uh, should have received a free copy of the report from us, and they can certainly contact Nakubo uh, or send me an email, uh, a message. My email is on our, our website, and, uh, and ask for their free copy. But uh, non-participating institutions and others can uh, purchase the report right from our homepage, nakubo.org. Thank you so much. You can find out more about today's episode by visiting the distance learning section of nakubo.org. And also be sure you subscribe to Nakubo in brief in iTunes or your favorite podcasting platform to get the latest episodes instantly. And on behalf of Ken and Leslie and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Nakubo in brief. Mm -hmm.